over 100 seasons of collegiate wrestling at Springfield College. Character, hard workers, thousand dual meet victories. Welcome to the Springfield Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Pankeel Chander, assistant wrestling coach, and just wrapped up my second season with Pride. For this episode, we sit down with Mike Cunningham, a 1989 Springfield College wrestling alumnus and the current head wrestling coach at Xavier High School in Middletown, Connecticut. After graduating from Springfield, Coach hopped right into his coaching career and has been coaching and teaching for over 25 years. He's at coaching stints at Wesleyan University in Rocky Hill High School before taking over at Xavier in 2002. And at Xavier, He's a physical education and health teacher and has been leading the men's program uh, for two decades and has experienced tremendous success with several Southern Connecticut conference titles, several state championships and two state open titles. In 2021 and 2022, the Falcons were runners up at the New England championships and had three place winners. This spring, Coach Cunningham will join his father Jim, a longtime coach at Holy Cross and Waterbury High School in the Connecticut chapter of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. In this episode, Coach discusses his views on leadership and coaching, his time wrestling at Springfield College under legendary and the late Doug Parker, how he's developed his program at Xavier, and what it means to him to coach this generation of up and coming leaders. If you enjoy the Springfield Wrestling Podcast, please like it, share it, comment below, leave us a review. And if you have any future guest recommendations, please feel free to reach out anytime. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Coach Cunningham, what's up, man? Not much. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's uh All right. It's Easter, Easter weekend and and uh things are a little bit quiet, so so it's a great time to sit down and, and uh, pick your brain on the podcast. So I appreciate you, you making time. Appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. Yeah. No, you're so 1989 grad of Springfield College uh, in the wrestling yeah. program. And, uh, you know, fast forward 25 years later, or 25 plus, right? You've built, uh, built quite the program at Xavier High School. Um, but, but let's, let's uh, before we get into all the, the coaching and, and all the great work you've done there, let's, let's go back to your time and, who introduced you to wrestling? You know, what got you into the sport that's, uh, that's kind of kept you in it for so long? Well, we've been in it. My family, my dad was a coach. So um, when I was born, he was, he was a coach in upstate New York and then uh, moved back. He got, he's an athletic director, moved to Holy Cross High School in Waterbury. So, I mean, essentially I was, I've been around wrestling since I've been born um, at matches. Now, you know, I haven't, um, I didn't really, back in the day, they didn't have the opportunities they have now, you know, in the 70s, like youth wrestling. So maybe one club or a couple parents or something. So I never wrestled really in the off season. I played other sports and didn't really wrestle till kind of middle school a little bit and then high school, you know? So it was, uh, it was always in the family. My whole family is my mom, you know, my, they've been in it for 50 years. So it's, you know, it's like a, it's just a thing that's expected, I guess. <laughs> right right yeah now you know uh you know obviously you're getting inducted into the to, the hall of fame and, and the connecticut chapter and um you know you read that article and you said you know it's a pretty special thing when you have 
your, your father seeing you and get inducted to the Hall of Fame, right? And and uh, and obviously he he being your first coach. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about that coming full circle? Because um, sounds like he was your your first ever coach, right? Yeah, he was. He uh, he's actually in the Hall of Fame. He got inducted in 2010. Um, so it's like the first father son, I think, uh, or first or second combination. So you know, happy about that. Um, I mean, he's really excited. Um, it's, uh, I wasn't exactly the best, uh, fathers. Like I didn't make it good, easy for my dad when he coached me, let's put it that way. You know what I mean? So as I, you know, progress, as I got older and more mature, um, and started coaching my own kids, I understood that it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to coach your own kids just because it's, the kind of sport it is and how tough it is and the, and you know, the work it's got to take to be there and you're living home with them all the time. And if they're not putting in the time, you know, so it's like, a, you got to be a dad and you got to be a coach and that's a hard thing to separate. So I, I really had more appreciation with my father dealing with me, you know what I mean? Through those years, then, then uh, as my kids came through the school, it was good because my dad came in on board as assistant coach from 04 to 14 when both my kids were in there. So he was kind of the buffer between us, you know? So it was, it was good. And the knowledge to have him, I grew a lot as a coach then because just experience wise, you know, he was a great soundboard for me, you know, to call up at night and be like, well, you know, I didn't think, I thought this practice was terrible. What do you think? You know what I mean? So it, it helped me grow a lot as, as a person, as a, as a coach, so. Yeah, and obviously you've, you know, been, you've been at Xavier for a while, obviously down the street from uh, Springfield, Mass. But, you know, you, you had this uh, experience in high school where, where, you know, you weren't done with wrestling and, and you wanted to do it at the college level. At the time, Springfield was Division II, uh, yeah. led, led by Doug Parker, um, and, uh, and you transitioned right into wrestling for Springfield, um, you know, for four years and, and, uh, and got right into coaching. But tell us about kind of what brought you to Springfield and, and, uh, you know, a little bit about your time wrestling with Doug Parker. Well, there was a, I mean, there was a, there was a guy called Richard Manello who was like a football coach at Springfield at the time and ended up being a head coach at other colleges later on. But my dad coached him in football and taught him. And he was like really big on Springfield. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I went up, visited and I loved it. And I really didn't apply to any other school. So you know, back then it was like, I want to go to Springfield. I want to be, a, you know, in education. And, and uh, I literally knew no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> okay. Like as far as wrestling wise, you know what I mean? Like coming out of Connecticut, it was, I wasn't good. You know what I mean? I was like a third placer in the class L's twice, you know? So compared to like the kids I have now, they kicked my butt, you know, but um I was actually a better soccer player than I was a, a wrestler per se, you know, but um, I knew that going like kids always ask me, why'd you wrestle in college? And I was like, well, I knew that I control my own fate, you know, where other coaches can't do that in other sports, like playing time and how much work I put in relates to how I, you know, my success. So, um, but it was, when I got into Springfield, it was hard. Like it was like, you know, as a coach in college, your high school, you go to freshman, you get in the room and it's like, you get smacked in the face. It's okay. Like you're either going to survive this or you're going to quit. 
You know what I mean? Like that's, that's your choice. Um, so it was, uh, and we, when I got there, we were ranked top five, maybe top 10 in division two, you know what I mean? And every guy up the lineup was a hammer. So, I mean, I tell kids, I didn't, I literally didn't get a takedown on a upperclassman the entire season. I mean, maybe one, I got my butt kicked. <laughs> so it was a learning experience and uh it was uh definitely i mean unless you have the support system i tell kids now and you probably the same thing you have to meet with like i had the lucky thing to meeting with greg muscarella and rich asifus who wanted the same things i wanted so all the outside influences when they came in and you get weak at times you know like and uh they would be strong at that time and be like Okay, let's you that's not what you want. That's not what we want. And when they get weak, I help them out. You know what I mean? So that support, I tell kids that want to wrestle in college, find yourself kids that want to do what you want to do and right. and be together because that that saves you. Like yeah. that's I'm I'm a firm believer in that. Any kid I've ever had wrestling in college, I said you gotta surround yourself with guys that want the same things you want. You know? So absolutely. But, and yeah, yeah, that yeah, and I broke into the at Springfield, I you know. I literally didn't break into the lineup to maybe midway through my sophomore year. And, um, and I knew that, you know, and I worked, I worked my tail off those that year, but I mean, I started and we, we wrestled a lot of D one schools and all the Ivies, Navy army, um, you know, and I just happened to break the lineup when our lineup, when we hit like all division one and two schools right off the rip, you know what I mean? So it was, um, I was like 0 and 18, I think, before I won a match. So that was, that's some deep soul searching right there. So, <laughs> so when a kid is losing in wrestling, I under, I do understand what that's like, you know, because you put in the work, you know, and you expect results, and sometimes they don't come that quick. You just got to be patient. So, that's that. That's my that's my original, um, you know, like when I got to Springfield and. And I knew that if I could wrestle year round, like I knew I could get better, right. you know, but you know, it takes time. So, but we were tough back then. I mean, same as you guys are now, but it was, we were hammers big time. Yeah. And obviously, you know, in that room, you, you mentioned some guys like, um, you know, like coach Hassan Fuss, who's now the head coach at American international college and doing, doing a great job leading that program and, and some other guys who, uh, are on that All-American wall. Every time I, I walk in, in our office, I see, uh, you know, just a host of names, especially in, in your time frame. You know, it's 84 to 89, right? So we're yeah. 85, 85 to 89. And and just what a what a tremendous era of, of uh, Springfield uh, wrestlers that came through that program. But, you know, it's funny, Coach, We you, you mentioned an important thing that we talk about a lot with our team is, you know, is the, the wrestling, as much as it is an individual sport, it's a team sport, right? Because of the, the things you just mentioned, like when it gets hard, for you as an individual, you, you, you need, you need teammates to, to help lift you up, you know, and, and you need yeah. to help, um, help support you. And so, um, as much as we like to kind of pride ourselves on wrestling, being an individual sport and it being really tough and, you know, you can only blame yourself if you lose, but at the end of the day, you know, you need a team around you and, and people around you to lift you up. Right. Um, or guys, you need a partner to train with to get better. Right. And, uh, and so I think those are really important things uh, from a team dynamic standpoint that, um, obviously you've done really well at Xavier, um, 
but you know, and right now we, we talk about, you know, a big talk in sport, right. Is, is generational differences between coaches and kids and, and how kids this generation are maybe a little bit different than they were a few years ago or how they need to be coached a little bit differently. And obviously you've figured that out um, pretty, pretty well, considering your, you know, how well you guys have done in Xavier in recent history, right. You New England runner ups this year and, and uh, in the last several years, just had a lot of success in, in being one of the top programs in New England. But, um, but tell me a little bit about, you know, your coaching philosophy from that standpoint, you know, how, what is it like to, to, what is it like for you to coach today's, um, you know, young wrestler coming up and, and how do you get the most out of, uh, or how do you get them to realize their potential? The loaded question, right? <laughs> Why well, listen to us, read 30 books a year and listen to 700 podcasts. So hopefully the guys that are at the, at the highest levels, actually, you know, how they got there. But uh, I mean, I think my philosophy is it's crazy because I took all the classes, you know what I mean? Like, what's your philosophy? You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't know. It's like the word culture. It's such a buzz that you don't, you know what I mean? Like, so um, my philosophy, I mean, it, it's, it's ever evolving. I mean, I, it, it, the same core concepts, but it evolves, you know, through the generations, you know what I mean? And through my experiences, my, you know, well, you know, what I've been going through. Um, but I'm like, like one of the questions you asked, like the kids change, like might sound weird, but I'm totally not a believer and kids are different than they were back then. I'm a believer in the fact that the times changed and they're dealing with so much more stuff than we did. You know what I mean? Or like I did than you did in college or whatever. Um, that I think the, the, for me to evolve and, and uh, I still coach, I still, have the same, you know, what I, what I teach my guys and, and what we believe in and what we stand for is the same, but the, I'm dealing with 40 different outside fluent influences every day. You know what I mean? Like, um, academics are, are, are much harder now, like getting into college, like, um, social media, that's, that's the killer. You know what I mean? It's good and it's bad, but, um, so we have, you know, it's just, I still believe that, you know, if, if they come into our program and we keep them, my, I don't know if you ever heard of Ken Stefanish. you ever hear him? He was, he runs uh, he competitive edge. Sure. Or yeah. Long Island guy. Yeah. 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 He, he was head coach at Central. He actually, my first job was at Rocky Hill High School for four years and he helped me out. His son wrestled for me, but he told me that if you could keep a kid for two weeks, you know, and retain them and combine into what you guys want to do, then you pretty much could keep them for the most part for four years. You know what I mean? So it's, that's generally how I, I think about it. Like new kids that never wrestled. Now, granted, now I get a lot of kids that are, they're good coming in. You know what I mean? Like it's just times have changed. More kids wrestle in middle school and elementary. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the times have changed and the kids are still the same. Like, Granted, you have to approach things differently and the, the individual stuff is a lot different than it used to be. And dealing with parents, parents have changed the involvement, you know, like back in the day, parents didn't pay $15,000 all through youth and middle school for the kid to be better. And then he gets to high school. Well, they want to be involved, you know, <laughs> so it's, you know, that's just, you know, you're dealing with all that. So it, I've grown tremendously in the past 25 years, like as far as how 
my program evolves with dealing with parents and and social media and you know all that kind of stuff it's it's a it's uh i've been blessed with very good assistant coaches like um where i used to teach all the technique you know what i mean i still do but now i could delegate that a lot of times and and hands-on and working out with guys and getting young kids like you to come in and you know beat up on them and <laughs> and get them better where i could now like run the whole you know the whole program a little better with all the other stuff the outside influences so it's good yeah i guess at but. this point you, you know a lot of and you know to your point yeah i, I totally agree i think uh i think the maybe the reason why i pose that question is because it's such a uh, common thing that you know you see on social media nowadays everyone always talks about how kids are different and or or the generations are different but yeah i think that's a really astute statement that you know just times time yeah. change right and, and there is a lot more external influences and kids have a lot more access to information than they've ever had and um and so being able to filter that out and and uh you know have them have them get a sense of what what's what's the reality and maybe what's not I think is is really important right um and and obviously for you at this point you know you're leading a program where a lot of your 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 work like you mentioned is is um you know also developing assistant coaches right and, and developing young assistants to go on and, and maybe lead their own programs and and your alums have come back and coach so so what's that like for you kind of developing you know today's young coach um because that's something that um, obviously you spend a lot of time doing as much, you know, as much time as you're taking to spend uh, developing your, your wrestlers is, you know, a lot of time you're spending um, developing your coaches as well. So what, what does that look like for you? It's hard. I mean, one of the hardest, I, I don't know if you, Sebi Burgos who wrestled for, for you, for Jay. I don't know if you were there when he graduated a few years ago. Um, he wrestled and he was helping me out for a few years. Now he works for Jay Holder's uh, family up in New Hampshire and they're thing, like, you know, they do that thing. I don't even know what it is, like outdoor thing. Yeah, adventure world. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He works yeah. there now, but um, Jay stole them from stole them from me, you know, to go up there, which is good. Um, but he asked me one time, like, what, what, you know, what do you got to do to be a good coach? I mean, that is a that's the first time a kid's ever asked me that. I don't because I don't consider I don't I don't know that. But similar to what you're saying, um, I. Uh, I mean, I just, I hope that like the philosophies that I've come, like one of the things we believe in at Xavier is leave the place better than you found it. Like, that's kind of like, I kind of got that from, I stole that from like the all blacks, you know what I mean? Like that's their thing, like in, in rugby. So, uh, and it, it hit me like 15 years ago when I was reading a book or something or 10 years ago. And um, we just try to leave everything better than we found it. Like being a better, if you're a better son, if you're a better, you know, student, if you're, you know, if you're in your, you know, you have, you know, clean your locker room, do you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And essentially all that wrestling comes off of that. So if I teach the kids coming in that kind of philosophy, then they can leave and, and hopefully go coach other people the same way, or, you know what I mean? That that's generally how that's, if you take the philosophy and just put it in to leave it better than you found it in all aspects of life, then, then that's generally what, what I kind of preach. You know, so I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, I think it does. I, I think, and I think it's a, you know, uh, as a young coach, I really appreciate that answer because it's not a, a prescriptive approach of, you know, if you're a coach, if, you know, say I'm working for you, it's not, you got to do this, this, and this, it's, this is the, this is the blanket philosophy figured out, you know? And I think that's a, 
I think that's a big thing, yeah. right? Because uh, we need we need uh, we need independent thinkers, right? We don't we don't want you know. But I think as coaches, we're like we're the best copiers, right? Like you I know can, for yeah. me, that, <laughs> how how I no. run a practice or teach 100%. something is is copied from five different coaches, 100%. right? But at the same in the same vein, from a philosophical standpoint, when you say leave the place better than you found it. If I'm working for you, I'm thinking, okay, I, I got to fill in the gaps now. I got to find a way to, to leave things better than I found it, whether that's, you know, on a, a recruiting front or, or, yeah, yeah. or coaching or whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, so, so, so yeah, I, I think that's great advice. And I think that's something that, um, that we always, you know, want to think about in order to, to be better ourselves. Right. But, but, you know, sorry, I think that, uh, um, forgot what I was going to say. I think that we learned like different than you, you. I don't know what kind of coaches you had, but me growing up in the seventies, you know, yelling and screaming and no water breaks. And you know what I mean? Like not, that was the thing. So, so you basically mimic what you were saying, what your coaches were. So when I first got into coaching, I thought that that's what you do. You know what I mean? Cause I never read book. Like I took courses at Springfield and I knew, and I had one of the greatest coaches ever and Doug Parker but I, I was too stupid of a high, a college kid at the time to realize what Doug Parker actually like the psych, like what I tell young coaches to answer the, the question. And I wrote it down. I just looked at it was you think coming out of you're a wrestler, right? You think coming out of college and you're a great wrestler that if you know all the technique in the world, your, your team's going to be good. Okay. But so when I came out, I was like, I know all the moves, man. I, I know how to teach it. I, you know what I mean? Like, Little do you know that, that that's uh, running a program and having kids be successful. That's like 10% of what you like, like knowing all the technique, you need to have a knowledge of the sport, but the, the 90% of the psychology of it is that's, you know, like how you run your program and how you motivate kids is that that's the part, you know what I mean? You don't realize it until you're like, you, you hit a brick wall, like five years into your high school crew, coaching career. You're like, why are we not getting better? And it's because I'm not spending the time on the other end, you know? So that's when I hit, that's still to this day. I don't read books, but I go to clinics and watch video on technique and watch kids wrestle and write stuff down. But majority, probably same with you guys is I read books on leadership and, 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 you know what I mean? Psychology and, you know what I mean? Just like all that stuff. It could be related to business coaching, whatever, you know? So to answer that, that's what I say to a lot of times, younger guys, like you're going to learn that knowing all the moves isn't, you know, isn't the number one thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was the, one of the biggest shocks for me as a coach is, you know, you want to uh, teach kids your style, right? Like you're saying, but then you realize quickly that uh, it's about what guys need, not what you want them to do. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and there's probably a lot of moves that, uh, you know, work well for a lot of other guys that I was never able to hit. And, and I'm sure you feel the same way, you know, but if you could teach it and, and it's what they need, then, then great. Right. Yeah. And, uh, thousand percent. Yeah. And, and so as you, you know, you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, that Doug Parker being this great coach and, you know, obviously he had, um, you know, one of the most winningest college coaches of all time. And uh, recently, you know, passed, passed away about a year ago now, he's 95 when he passed, but, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, Doug Parker's impact and, and uh, maybe what you learned from him um, as a wrestler and that maybe you use today as a coach. It's kind of crazy. Cause you asked when you, when you, you kind of asked that question when you, when you asked me to do it and 
kind of made me think, you know, I haven't thought about that stuff for a while. You know what I mean? And I have to give a speech for the Hall of Fame coming up. So a lot of that kind of falls in the same same spot. Um, the one thing, like Doug Parker, generally, when I was there, it was near the end of his career, you know? So generally, like, technique-wise, like, he never really, you know, he wasn't on the mat. You know what I'm saying? So the assistant coaches we had were outstanding, like, ridiculous. Um, so, you know, generally the wrestling part, so – but looking back and being older now, the psychology of how he used to manipulate being able individuals like that does, it sounds it's positive manipulation, but how to take a kid and make him. Cause I had a problem with anxiety. Like I'd be a great practice room guy and then I'd get the big matches and I, and I'd choke. So he had to work with me and develop a mindset for me for four years as to listen, this is, this will work for you. You know what I mean? So I had to, you know, he's the type of guy that psychology wise, he'd say things to you. And now you look back 20 years later and you're like, wow, that that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like how he was, you know, he never really talked about, you know, he wanted you to be, um, he wanted you to be a better student. He wanted you to, you know, like his thing was keep smiling. He just wanted you to be a positive influence. You know, and like Springfield College, that's what it taught me. Like, you know, when my kids first went to college, not to say that they went to good schools, but I would go through the, you know how you are at Springfield. I just go through the sidewalks of the school where they were going and say hi to people as they're walking by. And they're looking at me like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? Like at Springfield, everybody always said hi to each other. Like, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like it was weird. I thought that normally happened. You know what I mean? Even 30 years later, but that's the reflection of Springfield and Doug Parker and most of the coaches there that are now retired and gone or passed away there. They were the same way. You know what I mean? So um, a good story that he, a funny story is about that psychology with Doug Parker and guys that wrestled in the seventies and stuff. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of them. Like we talk and uh, about, stories with Doug Parker but you know one of the things he did I was a starter at 158 at the time and uh I had a really bad practice you know what I mean like I got you know how the one of those days where you're just like tell kids let's go take a shower that happens you know wash it off you know but back then I had it I got my butt kicked by and there was eight kids in my weight so everybody wants your spot so you know they're going after you every practice so I walk in the next day to practice and I was um, maybe a junior at the time. It was like my best year I had there. And he had, he had a board up. I don't know if Jay has that of the weights and the, like he had your name in the weight slot going down. Right. So my name was on the top. If you're the starter, I go in the next day, I look at the board and I'm last. And I'm like, what do you, and he, and he didn't say a word. I look at him, I look at the board and he knew, that's the kind of guy he was. He knew like that was going to put a spark under my butt. And so I went into the room that day and I, I beat up everyone. You know what I mean? Like I, like I was so angry and then I'm leaving the thing. He had like a little grin on his face. Like that's all he had to do. He didn't even say a word. He just said, he just did that because he knows that pissed me off. And I went into the room and beat up on everybody like nonstop, like, conditioning like everything from top to bottom so that's the it, when you talk about Doug and, and he'd have the best little one-liners of all time too so 
um you know and you get back from you know i'm going on about that because i just thought of this stuff but i came back from break once and i'm thinking you know i'm just gonna have a light drill with a couple of my buddies like rich and greg and we're gonna chill out because we're nobody else is here i came the night before anybody came back and he was there and he's like all right what are you doing you know and he he made me do 100 stand-ups against the wall both sides you know what i mean i'm like really and then made me like condition like it was and i'm like what are you doing like i just wanted an easy practice you know what i mean like he just said well if you're gonna get better here early might as well do it let's go 100 stand-ups against the wall like really you know 100 push-ups 100 stand-ups sprints you're like i just wanted to be in, have an easy workout <laughs> so that's the kind of guy he was like just that that type of type of guy so and my wife was the my actual my wife was the manager of the team when i was there for a couple of years so um so he you know he he really had a great relationship with my wife and stuff like that so we we, we were friends with the family you know what i mean for all that time which was important absolutely all the stories i've uh, obviously heard about doug parker is you know it always comes back to that keep smiling philosophy right and yeah his ability yeah his ability to kind of make people feel special um and uh and i think that's you know why he was such a, a powerful coach right transformational coach but yeah and um you know now fast forward for you you're, you're you know you've you've had uh even this year right this this obviously you guys didn't get to wrestle last year because of because of covid kind of um shutting down the season which was you know pretty common in, in the northeast um especially in new england but you know you guys had a great season this year you you, you finished second in new england as a team and and uh have multiple guys placed in new england um you know talk a little bit about you know what's kind of separated you know, your program from uh, maybe the rest of the pack um, and, and kind of why you guys have had um, so much recent success. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I didn't really expect coming back from COVID that we would actually be that good. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't, we were so young and I, and I lost a year. Um, and I felt that if you lose a year in wrestling and I, I don't know how it was in college, but it's kind of like I have all these young kids and they missed a year and, and they don't really know what I expect because I wasn't able to work with them. You know what I mean? So the expectations, they're still, so I have sophomores that are still middle school club wrestlers. They don't know what we do. You know what I mean? You could tell them, but they don't know until they're there. Um, just like you had seniors come in and maybe they're sophomores. They don't know what Springfield college is like until they're in a practice and they do the, you know what I mean? They have the season. So I really didn't expect it. So these kids worked way above and beyond, but um, it was, it, it was, I mean, for us as a program, I mean, it's a, when you asked me that question, I, first thing that came into my mind is, you know, if we had in 2002 and 2003, when I took over, if I had one kid go to New England, I was ecstatic, you know, from, from winning the, you know, being in the opens and place and going to New England. And this past year we had nine. So sometimes my wife has to put me back in perspective as to what, where, where we were and where we're going. But, um, you know, for the program, I just really, I said, what's it going to take back then to be successful and, you know, and build a program. So I took, like you said, I copied other people, you know what I mean? Like, like Danbury was the team at the time and still are like perennial for 25 years, 30 years. And I said, what are they doing? You know? Like, what are they doing? Not practice-wise and that stuff, but, you know, so I really, I started wrestling out of state. You know what I mean? I started wrestling hammer schedule, 
you know, like with mixed in, like, so kids don't quit, but, you know, and then, and eventually right now that's, that's where we are. I mean, we built our schedule too. And it took time, like the Mount Anthony's, the Timberlands and the, and the Danbury's, they wouldn't wrestle me. You know, why would they wrestle Xavier back then? So it took me eight years before I really ever can get a match with any of those guys. You know what I mean? Like it was a long, hard road to like get credibility because those guys are winning New England. They're like, I ain't wrestling Xavier. Well, they stink. You know what I mean? So until we got to the, that credibility and now we get invited to like BCD East or we get invited to other tournaments now around the country that, you know what I mean? So um, I'm happy for that and for the kids. Um, but we really don't. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I still take the Springfield College my philosophy with the, with the, you know, with, I, I feel that if we work harder than everybody else and we believe that, then we're going to be okay. You know, I always believe like that when I got to Springfield, that those coaches, you know, and, and this is going to sound weird, but those coaches would convince us that we're, we're better than everybody else. Like we should, everybody knowing hands down. You know what I mean? Like they just, was that true? Probably not. But when we went into matches, we were convinced, you know what I mean? Like it, it just cause of how hard we worked in the, in the room, how tough it was. Um, and it's the same with, with our, with our room. I think that we have a lot of really good young kids and they bought into like what we believe and, and like the little things, like I'm a big routine guy. So I, I, I feel that kids to get in a routine with the academics and their nutrition and their sleep habits and their all those things are going to come and that's when, when you're on the podium on the top at the end it isn't about all your wrestling it's about your lifestyle that got you there like you know it's not the guys you see in the NCAAs in the on the top of the podium yeah they're great athletes and great wrestlers but they pay the their life you know what I mean so that's what we believe in like I said leave it better than you found it we hundred percent, all these kids, like, you know, like my first question to any kid is how it isn't even about wrestling. It's like, how, how you doing in school? How's your family doing? Like wrestling for me is the third or fourth thing I get to. When I see a kid in the summertime, I know how good he's doing in wrestling. How you feeling? How's your family? You know what I mean? How's that kind of thing? And that's, that's like, hopefully what they come out of our program so that when they get to be fathers and you know what I mean and and all that stuff that 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 helps them out that's really I mean if that answers your question I don't know but no, that essentially that essentially is building our program is that part of it and then the wrestling yeah we could do I got great coaches and technique wise and stuff like that and and winning matches yeah that that's a byproduct of all that other stuff you know so Absolutely. And yeah. you certainly built something that people want to be a part of. Right. And then that perpetuates itself. Right. And, and uh, yeah, and I, I hope so. I mean, yeah, our administration, I've had, you know, I'm a Catholic school, so I don't have to deal with superintendents and you know what I mean? And all that. And so I really have one or two bosses that, you know, they've given me the leeway to build a program. So, um, you know, and it's, as long as it, you know, that, really don't have a lot of problems but as long as it's not it's you know like i always say you know it has you have to be moral and 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 you know what i mean and then unless there's issues 
You know what I mean? You, they let you do your do your thing. And now you so. look, um, you know, looking at uh, kind of the future. I mean, what what do you see next for um, you know Xavier wrestling your program and uh, even yourself as a coach? Um, I think you know we have a lot of kids coming back. Um, uh, we're young. I mean, uh, I'd love to get you know, as far as like, I'd love to have, you know, we built, I've, we've been invited to different things. Like we got invited to the clash in Wisconsin, which is like, you know what I mean? Which is tournament out there. And we, you know, not that we'll go, but just I've strengthened the schedule quite a bit. Um, so hopefully kids, you know, want to be involved. Uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword, like, cause you know, you figure I got about 10 kids that have experience or 15 kids but you know a lot of the kids are, are multi-sport athletes so you still gotta you know what I mean like you gotta keep them involved and and so you know in high school you're if you got 14 hammers obviously that's that to be a beautiful thing but you know a lot of my kids we developed from freshman year that never stepped on a mat so we're proud of that I mean half our team that becomes state champions a lot of them just buy in as freshmen and just get better you know what I mean it's a great sport like that where you can develop yourself you know what I mean by putting in the work that you can you know you can get get that much better um coaching wise I mean my plan is just to you know keep keep helping kids I mean keep you know having an impact on their life and educate them and um you know I just think that uh you know part of just you know, just, you know, you know what, it's just relate. it's about relationships, you know what I mean? Like, what are the people that I, you know, still keep in contact with now from Springfield College 30, 35 years later, are some of my best friends, you know what I mean? It's just about relationships that, you know, that's, that's, and I always feel that, and I say this jokingly in wrestling, and it's probably like this in other sports, but, you know, when you, you're never going to forget, like, one of the things we talk about is, you and you're never going to remember your individual record. You know, say you were 165 and five. You don't talk about that with people. You know, the first thing you talk about, you talk about your team winning a championship together. That's what you talk about. You talk about paying the price in the room and how hard it was. Now, I never, like, I don't know my college record. You know what I mean? Like, I just know that these guys all came in here every single day and just beat up on each other and paid the price and, you know, sweat together and, and worked hard and traveled and you know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of what, what I'm hoping, you know, that kids to buy into like misery loves company, right? That's generally how it is <laughs> in wrestling. That's what I say. So it's hard though. You know, like, you know, from college, I mean, it's hard. This sport is hard, you know, and other sports are hard too, but you know, it's like, unless you have that support system, what we talked about earlier, you're not going to, it's a tough, in college, I'm not going to lie to you, and I, you'll laugh because you're a college coaches, and, and I, I'm not going to use bad language necessarily, but, you know, when, when kids say, I want to wrestle in college, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you, and be like, college wrestling, you know, it sucks, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I'm, and they start laughing because I say that sarcastically, but it's hard. You know what I mean? Like it, it's every sport is hard. I'm not putting anything down, but 
you know, when you're, when you got to make weight on a Saturday morning and everybody in your whole college is out having a good time, you better, you know, you better, you know, really, really want to be a better wrestler. <laughs> That's for sure. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think that that is a inaccurate statement. There's <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, you know, no matter how, with, with where you want to cut it, I think in reality, there's always going to be a point where, no matter how good you are, and I've, you know, just like you, you, you know, you've, you've been around some really great wrestlers, and there's not one college wrestler who I've talked to who has been hasn't considered quitting at one point. Yeah, hundred, you know, hundred, whether they were a national champion 100%. or 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 five hundred, you know, their senior year was it was a great accomplishment. Yeah. It's everyone at one point is considering, uh, yeah. not doing it anymore because of how tough it is right and 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 uh at that point you know when I, I think that's always the 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 turning point I know for me it was as a college wrestler this when I considered I was like man I don't know if I'm gonna cut out for this right? no I know and I, and I could you, you endure that yeah you endure that and once you do that you get to that other side of of really you know who you who you can become as a person and and I think every every coach like I know my college coach and a lot of great coaches that have been around it's always about fulfilling your potential and I think once you once you realize what you're capable of, once you get past those points, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, like, you know, I, I think there's a certain level of, for me as a college wrestler, you, you got, you got over the, some of those humps and you think, man, I could get through anything now, like the hard moments. Right? And oh, I think oh, that's how a lot of college wrestlers feel is once they get past four years uh, of a really hard uh, yeah. grind of wrestling, you're like, well, I can, I can kind of endure any challenge now, you know, even though that may mean that other challenges in life might be harder than wrestling, but um, I'm mentally equipped with the, the, the resources and the tools and the life experiences to, to get through this. Right. And I think that that's one of the things that you brought up a good point that I take with me every single day is that I made it through five years. Like I right, basically redshirted my freshman year there, but I made it through five years of, in, you know, and they used to have an award for going to practice and never missing. I, I won that award, Ironman award, like all the time. You know what I mean? Like I never, and I just, um, you know, and, and in, in life when you're right, like I hope that these kids, you know, especially in college, go, you're going to go through, there's, you know how, when you said about everybody want, you know how many All-Americans are on that board from the time I came in until like 1990, because I knew all those guys that are like place first, second, like second, third, fourth, fifth in, in the country and wanted to quit like every single day of the freshman year. And we had to convince them like, you're going to be good. You just got to keep going. You know what I mean? Like enjoy the process basically, you know what I mean? But all up and down that wall, I, you look at the name. And I, a lot of stories, right? I yeah, can laugh. I can laugh at how many kids first day of practice came in, you know, and it's like, you know, when I first got, I was a nobody going into for wrestling into Springfield. And there was, you know, Doug Parker recruited five New England champions in that class that I went in and not saying names or anything like that. But I don't know if one of those kids was still there after four years. You know what I mean? So it's really, you know, um, they're, they're good kids. I'm not saying that. But and they went through school and they were good, good students. But wrestling is tough. You know, it's hard. College sports are hard. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of factors that um, that you have to kind of uh, weigh weigh in and, and manage that you don't have to in high school. Right? Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, it's 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 always hard to 
uh, gauge that in recruiting, like which, you know, but, but you can learn a lot about, you know, how kids talk and how they think about things and how they approach things, right? Who's going to be, maybe they're maybe the middle of the pack right now in, in high school, but, you know, once they get to college, what's their upside like and how are they going to manage, um, you know, a lifestyle of being a college student athlete, right? And, and uh, you know, those are generally the guys that do the best. Yeah, just, I've had more guys kind of, like uh, not, I've had more guys not be that good in high school and go through, I mean, most of the guys that I've had go through college wrestling for four years or weren't the best in high school. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, granted the guys in division one, that's a whole new, you know, that's a whole different level, but division two and division three, like, yeah, it's the same, you know, it's the same as that as division one, just a maybe a notch lower. You know what I mean? It doesn't change. So. And now, um, Thinking about your time at Springfield, what do you have uh, a favorite Springfield College wrestling memory? Um, yeah, there's. I mean, that made me think of a lot. Um, just Doug Parker always had these. You know, it was just funny because he had uh, Jeff Bladnick just came off winning Olympic title in 1984, and so that was the big buzz. So I get into Springfield, and he used to come by. You know. God rest his soul. He used to come by, you know, every once in a while and be in the room. So I always got into the room early. Like it was just my thing. Like even if I took a nap in the room or whatever, like kind of get prepared. Practice was at 4:15, um, generally every single day. So I'd get there at my last class and normally, you know what I mean? Like three o'clock. Get my mind ready, ready to go. Some other kids, maybe we drill beforehand, whatever. And then Coach comes in, Jeff, Jeff Blatnick's sitting there. You know what I mean? He's like, he weighs like 280 pounds, right? And coach goes, hey, Jeff, uh, Mike wants to wrestle with you. And I'm like, I don't want to wrestle with this guy. Just run the freaking Olympics. You know what I mean? Like, and he, from what I heard from the 70s, he was a killer. Like, like he ain't going to, when he wrestles in practice, he's trying to like not hurt you on purpose. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this guy isn't a nice guy. You don't win the Olympics and you're like Mr. Nice Guy. You know, he, Jeff Blatnick, I wrestled him and he, he didn't use his weight or whatever, but he freaking rode me. I didn't get out on the bottom for an hour. He just let, he literally beat me up for an hour, <laughs> like hammer locks. And that, that was his thing. Like just, I couldn't, and I was so angry that coach did that. Like it, that, that's a classic, like Jeff. And it, I was complete. I probably lost five pounds. Not going to lie. You know what I mean? Like, but it was like, I said, coach, man. That, and then I had to wrestle an entire practice, man. Like two and a half hours, two hours. You know, like just stuff like that. And, you know, and coach always had these things like, you know, that are going to make you better. And the guys from the 70s and stuff, they'll tell you these stories. Like he had like carrot juice maker in his office. And freaking he'd make, after practice, go in and put carrots through and make us drink carrot juice. Like, 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 you know, like. It was disgusting, but he's like, you're going to get better doing this. I'm like, I, if it makes me better, then I'll just drink carrot juice, like straight from the carrots. You just put in the stupid maker. Like, how, <laughs> how stupid is that? But it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the guys in the 70s will tell you stories like that, too. Like, just, you know. And then one time, I I smashed New England. They used to have a Division Three New England tournament on Super Bowl Sunday. We were Division Two, so we'd wrestle all the D3 schools and um, 
I get to the semis and I smash my, my eye open and I need stitches and I'm like, I don't want to leave. So they butterfly it up and I wear a mask. And, and I know that, listen, I only have one move that I can hit or else it's going to start bleeding. So I got one chance. So I go out and try to hit a lefty headlock as hard as I could. Like, I mean, I punched that through that thing so hard and I missed it. And I cracked all my rib, like cartilage in my ribs popped and I'm laying on the ground. I think I busted my finger at the same time or something. And I remember coach going to the hospital, just shaking his head. Like, like really dude, like I got to spend, you know, the, this Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, the Patriots are probably in the Super Bowl and I got to spend it at Boston general with you getting stitches and, you know what I mean? So he basically f went through every single light in Boston to get home. He was a terrible van driver. And I'm like, coach, you got to stop at a red light. He's like, the best line he ever had was like, traffic lights are, are, are to halt traffic, not to, not to halt human beings. So he just, that was his thing. Like, I don't need to stop. It's only for traffic. No one's around him. Just going right through it. <laughs> so there I am with, you know, stitches all over my eyes and broken fingers and cartilage snapped out but he was like let's go we i gotta get out of here so you know just little things yeah but. it's quite the story with uh and then and then uh, yeah obviously uh you know those years aligning with 84 and then you stepped in at 85 right with jeff jeff yeah Wendell yeah and, uh, it was yeah that's yeah that's really and our room was man we had there's some guys that come back still uh, steve graham ever come back there for you guys you know him you know, I've seen, Steve, his, uh, seen his name on the wall. I've, I've uh, haven't haven't crossed paths with him yet, just because I've been. When I came here, you know, I came here during the COVID year, and then obviously this past season. Steve so. Steve was actually an assistant coach. He wrestled at Princeton, and he came in. He owns a he owns businesses in Springfield, but he was uh, um, one of the guys that you know when when I first. Um, I mean, he they'd have this thing called. You guys probably don't do it. Any, there's a few things that happened at Springfield. I don't know if you guys do it anymore. One was they had a thing called fat squad at the end of practice where like, if you're overweight, you just stay after and do workout for like 15 minutes sprints back and forth in that room or extra work. You know what I mean? Drilling. So I'd always stay after on purpose, even though, you know, granted I had to lose weight, but I'd stay with Steve Graham. And he was like, a, you know, he was the one of the people to tell you one of the meanest guys. He taught me how to be tough. You know what I mean? Like this is what it takes to be successful in wrestling in college and um this is what it takes so so that was you know experiences with him and also um one thing i got from springfield the, uh, we always finish practice with five of our best takedowns you guys do that at all or no i don't know but because we do a thing called five or best so at the end no matter how tired you are you hit your five takedowns that could win you a title like no not duck unders arm drags ankle picks we're talking hard double legs high crotch finish hard you know what i mean like that's that's how we finish practice which which was an experience i got from springfield i I've, I've been doing that since i started coaching yeah that's wow. great that's great and now um take into what we call uh our overtime segment so we have uh well you know it's a two minute sudden victory now in college uh, yeah which you know it's a rule change of this year so um but so our, our overtime is kind of our final kind of prompt or segment where you just, you know, give the audience uh, some takeaways or whether that's personal advice or coaching or career advice. I mean, what do you think that, um, you know, people really need to hear um, or take away from, uh, from your, your wisdom as a coach or, or as a father, as a husband, et cetera. 
Um, I think it's about, I mean, when you, when you talk about, you know, getting into anything and I not saying that I've, I'm an expert in this topic by anything, parenting or, or being a husband or whatever, but I, I think through wrestling and, and, and coaching, what I've learned is that, and it's such a cliche, but it's a process. You know what I mean? Like one thing I've learned and I would tell other coaches is you can't, there's lots of things you can't control. Like you're a young guy and there's probably things that aggravate you way more than aggravate me now. You know what I mean? That when I was your age, I'd get aggravated by, cause like uh, we all as wrestlers, we, we feel that if we do this, 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 and this, this should be the outcome, but that's not necessarily how that works. You know what I mean? So um, I would say even in my life, like I've learned and it's hard because I'm, I like to be in control. You know, I mean, a lot of wrestlers do like that because that's why they do individual sports. They they want when there's 10 seconds left, you want to be able to score and win it, win it. Um, but just control every day that, you know, like I teach my guys and I try to do myself is just it's a process. And some days aren't going to be the result you want. You know what I mean? Some practices aren't going to be the result you want. Some sometimes kids. My father gave me advice 30 years ago. He said because I I used to get really disappointed in kids that I have high expectations for that let me down and I don't take it personally um like kids that you just feel if they just stuck with it or if they they had better outside influence like better home life or whatever and he said be ready for kids to disappoint you you know what I mean it's nothing personal but it's gonna happen you know what I mean like like you're going to recruit a kid that you think can be the guy and he might leave college. You don't you know what I'm saying? Which might've happened to you already, but that happens all the time. Like I've had kids come through Xavier that were the best guys I could have ever had. And they just, they lost the fire. You know what I mean? Like they didn't want to do it. They had other interests. Maybe they're home. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, that stuff happens. So you, I would just say to younger coaches and guys that want to just, develop do what you believe in and like no matter you know one thing I, I just saw and I'm getting off topic sorry about this I you ever, there's a show on Netflix called coach's playbook or ever I don't know if you ever saw it it's like a yeah, Netflix it's a great, yeah it's a great great docu uh, or series of documentaries yeah they five people I interviewed and, and I took notes on what these people and and it was Doc Rivers or something like there's going to be a ton of naysayers, but stay the course with what you believe in and, and you'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, just hold the course. And, and like, there's going to be a ton of people to tell you different things, but that's what I've learned. Like what, what you firmly believe in, you know, granted I said philosophies change, but there's a core values that you believe in stick to those, man. Cause just don't, don't come off of that. And there's going to be times I teach a coaching class, which you probably do too. For high school kids and I just tell them listen man like there's going to be times where you're going to waver for certain things and I've coached other sports where stick to your guns man because you want to you want to win the war you, you're going to lose a lot of battles you want to win the war you know what I mean like so stick to what you believe in it's going to be it's tough but because you really we all want to win right but sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice winning to, to win, to win, win the war. You know what I mean? Like winning the battle. Absolutely. So.
Yeah, and I think there's um, there's a lot of lessons that uh, kids learn when, when those hard decisions are made, even when, uh, you know, even when we may not want to make them, right? Uh, they come oh. yeah, they come at the expense of winning, but but uh, it's always a seminal moment for for the people we're leading, and and uh, you know, it's uh, it's like you talked about, you know, you, there's there's a level of uh, belief you have to have in your decision, even if it makes people upset, but if it's for the right reasons, um, then it's always worth it, right? So, um, but and they're not always going to believe in what you, they're always not going to believe in what we do as coaches. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't, like Coach Parker made me wrestle off my fifth year. I was a captain. He made me wrestle off for, for, to go to the national, to go to the regionals. You know what I mean? And I was angry about that, but because I felt I earned it and didn't have to wrestle off, but that was a life lesson that, that you never don't get comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, not just get teased, right? No. Yeah. No? yeah. So Absolutely. I had to, I had to earn that, earn that spot, even though I was a captain. So. Right. Yeah. No, I think a uh, lot of a lot of good lessons there and, and important stuff. But Coach Cunningham, thank you uh, so much for for your time, your insight, and. Uh, you know, a distinguished Springfield alum for, for, for really dropping a lot of wisdom today. So we appreciate your time and, and uh, thanks for hopping on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, you know, I love the, I'm still a big supporter and love Springfield College. So I'm happy to do it.